This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Show. It's your host. It's Peter Kim. It's Anji Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, what a week it's been. Uh, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in like a mixed place. I'm like very excited about my life, but also like I'm very sad about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, how, how are you feeling? The, like literally the same. Like I, I will. Okay. Let me preface that by saying let me create a caveat around that by saying I never feel great about the world, um, especially. But like <laughs> <laughs> I was really depressed yesterday. Damn. OK, well, let's yeah. get right into it, because I know people out there who are listening are feeling exactly the same way. So. Let's get into it. But before we do, obviously, we have been doing for the last couple of months this challenge for our audience members to get us to 100 reviews before we go to D.C. We're at da, 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 90 reviews. Oh, my God. Yes. We are inching. We're inching. We're inching. little inchworms. Yes, we are centimetering right to our goal, and 100 reviews was our goal. And as a bonus for you guys for filling out reviews for us and helping us along the way, uh, we've been re- reading reviews, and here's a really great one. Uh, we'll we, th- we have 10 more to go. You guys can do it. I believe in you. We can do it. Okay? Hi, this one, <laughs> This one um, says, respect. Christy Oli is correct. This person is mentioning another user who left a review a few weeks back. Love the back and forth on the reviews. Love like, the callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a reference. I love it. Yeah. This person says, I am one of her non-Korean friends that is hooked on this show. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fucker. Friend of the Koreans. <laughs> Christy Ali is this. really like evangelizing. <laughs> she, yeah. She is proselytizing the good word of Ajima. Yeah. <laughs> and I thank you for that. It is a good uh, word. <laughs> this person continues saying, I feel like Unji and Peter are my long lost primos, mm-hmm. which is cousins in Spanish. Okay. And I'm, okay. <laughs> she took one level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this person says, my long lost primos and I'm eavesdropping on their conversation and my Tia's house. Oh. Tia, which obviously means auntie, yeah. which is very Ajma. Um, they are entertaining and educational, giving the children what they want. Yes. yes. Come on, gay slang. <laughs> Muchísimas gracias. Your number one Latinx fan. Wow. Oh. I can't believe we have a Latinx fan. That's not, I, I didn't expect that. that. What a nice surprise. I will say that we do put out an energy that is very universal. The auntie energy is. The auntie energy, yes. The tia energy. <laughs> it's pretty, like, across all cultures. I mean, yes. outside of American ants. Ants? Yeah, they're your, ants. Your, your Debs, your yeah. Claire's. Yeah, your Karens. <laughs> your Karens. They're ants. No. There's no American auntie. No. And uh, by the way, we say when we say American, you know, those, we say ant. Yes. But when we say POC, it's auntie. Auntie, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's not anti. Yeah. It's, it's not anti. That's anti ads. Yeah. That's where you go for your trans fats. Oh, my God. In, a, in an airport, I don't know what they do to spread the smell of Auntie Anne's. 
through a terminal, but they're doing a great Wafting. job. It's the best marketing in the in the business. Truly, I, I'm I've never been stunned by something that should that that's supposed to be butter, but it's not. <sighs> it's some kind of like really strong margarine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a hybrid, and it's I'm, I love it. I love an Auntie Anne's. But here yeah. we are with Big Auntie Energy. Thank you so much for leaving that review. That was beautiful, and the fact that like non Koreans be listening to us, uh, they you must be so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we have a universal appeal, but a lot of times we start like busting out into Korean, and as you know, we do not give a fuck if you understand it or not. It's context. Okay? You know, it's very um, Jane the Virgin. Because Jane the Virgin does ah, the same thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they do. I love how they do that. Yes. I, I know. Yeah. And that's the thing. Same. Like, it's it's this, like, like it's like, get with the program or get out. Like, or it's, get the hell out. Yeah. It's because it's context clues. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's it's SAT. If you're reading, it's, your yes. reading comprehension needs to be at a level <laughs> or don't watch the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and for our show, we need your reading comprehension level to be at a bare minimum. <laughs> It is actually better if you cannot read. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for leaving that review. We appreciate it. Oh, so much. Um, speaking of fans and speaking of people who are maybe like unexpected fans, we are coming uh -huh. out to DC comedy, <gasps> coming out to Washington DC. We've been promoing and uh, pushing the show hard. So hard. Hard. <laughs> so if you know anyone, even in the greater Virginia area. Yeah. Like someone Please. who really like needs some time with some aunties. Um, yeah. Upper Richmond. We'll take it. Anything. We, yes. And so if they're willing to drive upwards of an hour, 45 minutes, send that out. Send it out. Let them know we're coming to ZC Comedy Loft December Honey, 20th. <laughs> if you're in the Northern Virginia area and you are Korean or you are a friend of Korean, fuck, you, you're, you're going to drive. 90 minutes to two hours to see us. <laughs> Trust. Remember our last show in L.A.? Yes! These two cuties came from Seattle, drove down from Seattle. Okay? You can drive two hours. You can drive two hours. I mean, like, we're not saying that you should. We're saying that you can. You can. Yeah. <laughs> it has been done. <laughs> and also, if you live in the D.C. area and you want to promote something, especially another comedian, we're looking for D.C. comics. Yes. So if you know anyone, email us, uh, at mention us. You know, we're on the, uh, the Twitter and the Instagrams. We're reachable almost too much. So, like, please, we're like, get at us. We're arguably too reachable <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah. we're not hidden at <laughs> we're all not, yeah we're not in there are no levels there's no no yeah. one handling us it is us 100 percent. we are yeah. like britney spears instagram um so april 26th <laughs> sunday come on out help support just let people know let also reach out reach out to us if you need anything if you want some promote you want us to write something special and try to convince someone to go we will write we'll send this message we'll do a cameo yeah. whatever you, whatever the fuck you want okay we're here for you we need you to do a show so we want you to be out there thank you yeah. you're welcome all right now that the business is out of the way mm -hmm. we, we have to go right into the catch-up yeah How's your comedy been? How's your life been? What's the last week been like for you? We, oh, by the way, the last week, the show being put out on Friday instead of Thursday. Yeah. Threw everyone off. I know. It threw me off. And, uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what is happening. It's like, you know, like. It's like yeah, crazy it, how precariously we are, we have built our lives and that how just like a small thing can like fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I couldn't have I didn't have the time in my day to do the things. I, I mean, yeah, it just fucked me up 100%. So there was that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. um 100% that and then also you know the stuff in the world, the Super Tuesday did fuck me up. Did it fuck you up? Did you go anywhere? Did you we were around friends and family? Well, I did. Loved ones? Yeah, I was. I the day before I went to a Warren rally mm. and it was Probably the saddest thing I've ever been to, I have to say. And not because of any other reason. It was beautiful and there it was very eclectic. It was, you know, it was very femme, queer, young, um, uh, highly educated, you know, yeah. just her fan base. Um, but there was no zeal. Yeah. There's no passion. There's no populist kind of, you know, thing that Bernie and Trump has going for them, yeah. which arguably is, you know, a, you know, a, a slant away from toxic masculinity. But, <laughs> it, you know, it's something that I'm realizing that, like, just Warren is never going to have. She's just she's overqualified. Yes. And she knows what she's doing. And she is the person for the job. But guess what? The person who is qualified for the job never gets the job. And that's what I've been coming to. Like, that is where I have been reckoning with. Like, I woke up the other day. I woke up this morning and then on Tuesday thinking about like and looking at the polls and just being depressed as fuck and thinking Uh about just that fact the is that because it's not even about injustice right it's not about fairness necessarily it's about how the world actually works and how you want it to work and you think that and and the thing is like what warren is going through inside of our culture and in as as she runs for the highest office in the land is what every single competent woman has experienced Mm. in an office where their yep. competence has been misconstrued as arrogance, where their confidence is misconstrued as um, bitchiness, like um, not being able to be trusted because she's so good at the job. And like <sighs> that sort of like that sort of truth being writ large this way and in such a like resounding fashion was like because it wasn't even close. Right. There was no. like there was just levels of it that just like certainly her campaign seemed to have disintegrated from the inside out. Um, <laughs> she peaked too early, yes, to be honest. Yes. And these campaign, uh, pro- these flights of campaigns, it's too long. <laughs> Ber- Bernie and uh, what's his name? Trump's been out there for years campaigning. It, exactly. Be- before the caucuses. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's too long. It's like, who can outlast with how much money and how much media darlingness? And like, it, get the fuck out of here. And it's about volume. It's about yeah. how how loudly you're speaking, how crazy you can seem and how much you can tack on. And it's like, and, and the thing is, I like Bernie. I like all the stuff around it. I, everything about it. But it, the thing, what you tapped into exactly, Peter, is this toxic masculinity that is very mm-hmm. off-putting to me. That's the energy. You know, when we talk about, like, revolutionaries, it's like, that's kind of the, the energy, too. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, they're capitalizing on fear and anger and resentment. Everyone's like, I'm the victim. And, you know, they are victims on both sides. Everyone's playing a victim. And, 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 and it works. It works. It works, of course, because who doesn't want to be the underdog? That's the American story, that we're all underdogs. Exactly. Everyone's the underdog. Get out of here. (laughs) You can't have Tom Steyer, the billionaire, be like, well, you know, I'm an under... Get the fuck out of here, Bloomberg. I I keep forgetting what Tom Steyer's name is. I just call him the man with the belt. Because he always wears... (laughs) Does he have a nice belt? He always wears... It it looks like one of those, like, um, belts that, like, he got uh, when he went to Peru for a semester. (laughs) 
like, it's like one of those kind of belts. Study abroad belts. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like something bad. that like a person who's following fish on tour is wearing. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, it's jarring. It's like yeah, strangely, yeah. It's, it's jarring and it's wrong. But like, this also feeds into my comedy stuff where it's like, I'm, and it's not, I have to, I, I know what I'm going to say next will feel like ugly and jealous, but it's like, here we go. Say it. <laughs> I, this Facebook memory came up cause I don't check Facebook and, but when like I, uh, check into my messages, like it, this, the memory shit comes up, you know, automatically. Mm-hmm. And I had this post about um, Jennifer Chastain and like uh, some other like Emma Stone and uh, you mean Jessica Amy... Chastain. Yeah, yeah, all these bitches. <laughs> you know, no, no. From, from now on, her name is Jennifer yeah. Chastain. <laughs> she will be known as. You know, she got she got Jennifer energy. You know what I'm talking about. And so like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like all those bitches that like got this. They have literally the same face. And like they all had the same face, very similar energy. Like Ilsa Fisher as like um, Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen's wife as well. Like Amy, yeah. all these bitches have the same. Amy Adams. Amy, yeah, that's her name. Rachel Amy, McAdams. Yeah, yeah, that's Rachel McAdams. Amy Fisher is uh, the Long Island Lolita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. No, you said no. There's Amy Adams, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. There you go. And then there's Rachel McAdams. Exactly. Who the fuck? Yeah. These are all the They're same. All the same. They're it's all the same. They're all the same. It's the same bitch. And so like, one of them was in Mean Girls, and I like her. Yeah, sure. I don't. I, I literally could not tell you which one it was. And <laughs> <laughs> like, and the thing is, all of them have separate careers. They're all able to, and it's like, there's just a level of. Like this kind of like mediocrity and attractiveness and just being familiar that is so palatable to show business that even if when people are looking for something, quote unquote, quirky, it's actually that they want a known quantity. They don't actually want anything different. And having personally been going through the diversity ringer, um, Uh It's been a little frustrating because, like, I'm seeing the roles that are now being cast, and it's like, oh, why did you make me learn eight pages of sides? I worked so – because you know what? I know the story, but I'm still going to try my fucking best, right? Eight pages of sides? Dude. Was this – wait, is this for a movie or TV? It was for a serious regular TV. Damn, eight – was this comedy? Yes. Oh my god! I That's agree. aggressive. Oh, it was aggressive, but it's yeah. like, but it's like from from even to learn six to learn four and like do your best, and then to, and like and the idea is that people want to they have these like good intentions, right? Like we all are on the same page with regard to representation, and so, unless you're a fucking monster, right? I think most people in the industry are on board, but. But it's the same thing with Warren. Like, we like that she has ideas. We like that she's competent. But at the end of the day, they're going to want something completely different that looks nothing and tastes nothing like the thing. Right? Mm. And so it's like, why? So that, that, that is where I'm coming from with, like, this frustration regarding, like, what it takes to actually have, like, this perceived level, like, to be accepted in this way. Right? Like, because... At the end of the day, I know there will be outliers and there will always be opportunities, but it is hard, hard sometimes to put forth your best effort knowing that a uh, 
gorgeous brown haired girl is going to get um, the role for something. The breakdown is, literally says, um, you know, like, uh, like, oh, aggressive, blah, 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 like something that looks and feels nothing like that. But they will go out of their way to fit her into the role and will do none of the work to let me fit into it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the frustration, right? Like that's where I've been like, it's been, it's, yeah. It's just like, I don't, I, a part of me wishes that people were more real with um, themselves. Cause I, obviously they're gonna lie to talent, but I'm talking about people in the actual room. They should not lie to themselves. You know what I mean? Like if you want an attractive brown haired person to do it, then don't yeah. lie to yourself about it. About having like, oh, ethnicities. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie to yourself because mm-hmm. that's only creating the perception that ultimately becomes very toxic later where I'm sitting around with comics and everyone's telling me how easy I have it. Because, <sighs> you know what I mean? Oh my God. Because- Let me catch one of these fucking comics come at me <laughs> and tell me how, quote, easy I have it, bitch. <laughs> but, come at me. But do you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, you're getting all these opportunities. They're Fuck crazy. You. They're crazy about diversity. Everyone oh, wants they're diversity. crazy about diversity, yes. really. And so- how many roles are actually written for us? There how many go. roles are being written by us? How many of us are directing the goddamn things, giving it to our friends? If I can't nepotize my friends, <laughs> Honey, it's not easy. You're you're just a white that didn't don't have connections. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't have connections. You're white. Why don't you have connections? I don't get it. That's your fault. That's your mom's fault, hon. It's your grandmother's fault. It's your grandmother's fault. For deciding to live in, I don't know, bumfuck, wherever the fuck you're coming from and move to, quote, the big city of Chicago. Fuck you. But, I mean, that's like, that's the trickle down. And so, like, comedy has been actually going pretty well. Like, I mean, like, just the actual, because that's the thing that. Actual sets are going good. because that's the thing that you and I really like, because that's hand-to-hand combat. That's Melee. Yes, that's you showing up for yourself, writing your own story, being your own, casting yourself, and being the fucking boss. My own delivery, my own timing, and you know how I got it? By failing. Yes. Okay, I went up there and tried it and ate motherfucking doo-doo. <laughs> Listen to my own doo-doo, watch my own doo-doo a thousand times. And then I course corrected tiny little course corrections until I finally got it. And even then, when I finally got it, sometimes when you're on the road, you have to readjust. You still got to eat so much doo-doo. I, I'm saying like, whatever. I don't. I know I, we're not naming names, but what, I'm going to be in Chicago in a week. Mm-hmm. I want names. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. I'm and you know what? That. If you uh, subscribe to the Patreon, you might hear these names. <laughs> you might hear the tea because that's where all the tea is being spilt. <laughs> For an appropriate amount of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really should have given away to our $5 donors because that's like too cheap to hear all this tea. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, no, no, truly. I know that's not sarcastic, but we love our Patreon Yeah, donors. so much. Yeah, and I hope you're getting your totes and you're getting your merch, and we sent out ticket links to everything. You know, so like, I don't. I, I hope we're treating you right, and if if we're not, feel free to yell at us. We we love a, a stern yelling at. Yes, okay? we, do, we do. We really do. A, a disappointed look. We love it. <laughs> now, speaking of comedy, I've been having. Um, 
some weird sets lately. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And a lot of them have been outside. What do you mean now, outside? Of your home? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Most of the sets I do inside my house have been really weird. <laughs> no, no. Like outdoors. Outdoors? Under the LA sun? loves an outdoor show. Under the no, sun? No, no, not sun. Under the moon. It's not a, I, thank God it's not a daytime. Yeah. Although I did do comedy once in a parking lot during the day at 1 p.m. and the sun was baking us and nobody was in the mood to laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and see, this is the type of shit we do because we're fucking sick in the head. That's a right? siesta time. That's not comedy time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucked up. But, but LA, um, every, a lot of people do comedy outside because it's, you know, nice out. And people have like yards and shit, so why not? You know. So, so there's a it, mic it, and there's like a amp or something like there's like yeah, an actual like a sound amp. system and everything too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like patched together, but whatever. And a tiny little like raised platform, if you will. Sometimes, if you're lucky. <laughs> Other times, you're on the concrete with the rest of them. <laughs> and <laughs> here's the thing about out, outdoor shows. Here's the thing about sound. You need sound. Sounds sounds are waves. Yes. If I remember correctly from my eighth grade physics class, mm -hmm. it's a wave. Yes. And, and this was right for, after your Spanish one. Yes, right after Spanish one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right before lunch, um, sound needs something to bounce off. Yes. Of. Laughs need ceilings, mm -hmm. walls. That's limits. What comedy limits. Limits. Con con confinement. Yeah. Okay? A construct. A box. They say think outside the box. Not for comedy, hun. Yeah. Smaller the box, the better. <laughs> That's the thing about comedy is that the space is so monumentally important. Yes. But in LA, people don't care. They just care that they have like... Ooh, so and so from Fox, so and so on Disney Channel's here. You know, huh? <laughs> yeah, everywhere else you go, you never see a flyer with someone's name and then parentheses HBO. No one gives a fuck. All right, I don't give a fuck. You know how many times I watch HBO and the people are not funny? Yeah. Speaking of, I'll be on HBO this Sunday. <laughs> Truly did not mean to plug so early, that but was such a slick plug. it was too it was too easy. It was too easy. It was right there. You slipped I'm gonna it be in. on Curb Your Enthusiasm, season ten, episode eight. Yes. I mean, I, I say this, and I've been like, you know, every time I put something out, like a tweet or like Instagram of like, hey, I'm in this thing, and I get a bunch of love from people, which is nice, and I love you guys for doing that. I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm always afraid that in, it's going to be on the cutting room floor. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to be like. Fuck. But um, my scenes with John Ham and, and Ham's Larry David. Ham's not, Ham's not getting cut. <laughs> no, 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 no. He has a mini arc in this season, so he's not getting cut. So, like, I think I'm gonna be safe. I don't know. Who knows? I might. It might just be a like a look that I give. But whatever. I think I'm in it. Watch it Sunday if you have HBO. If not. I don't know. Fucking catch it on TBS or whenever they rerun it. Oh my god. Um. So. <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing some weird shows, and this one show I was at last week. It was right before my JFL audition, and um, I asked a guy to if I could like come up and do my set. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a person that I did my JFL audition with last year. We were in the same group. Okay. And. 
you know, after like giving me kind of like the runaround for a while, he finally said, okay, you can come do it. And I was like, okay. So I thought it was going to be like a hot ass show. Yeah. In a tight ass room. Cause you're, <laughs> you, you, you made it seem like this was a, a show that I had to be on. That was highly sought after. That highly sought after. Why I got to show up and this shit is in a parking lot outside. It's not even a parking lot, alleyway. It was an okay. alleyway. Alleyway with clip lamps. M- uh, motherfucking uh, a- uh, an empty show. Oh, no. You, uh, maybe six to ten people there. Okay, this is an empty alley with six. That's just, this is someone was looking to rob you. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like uh, about to get mugged. Yeah. And people are freezing outside because L.A., it's hot during the day, but at night it's the desert. Mm-hmm. So it gets cold. And then there's blankets everywhere. And I'm like, I'm not reaching into this fucking plastic tub of blankets from who knows where. You're not going to alley blanket? Alley blanket? An alley blanket? No. I'm not trying to get bed bugs for the third time. (laughs) Okay? So I'm... I'm, I'm, Shame on me. (laughs) Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on me. Bed bug me three times? Bitch, I'm crazy. I should have learned my lesson. So I'm pissed, right? Yeah. And... It's and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't know. Is that a diva thing to say? Like, I'm like, I'm good at comedy. I don't want to do this. Well, I think I understand more your frustration given the runaround. Like if he was he was acting all coy, like this is some hot shit. And you get there and it's an alley show. That's a fucking alley show. That's not even like bumping. That's like you just got you. That's like a show catfish. And, exactly mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to be like shady about shows like every opportunity for me to perform yes hallelujah yeah. yes but now i don't know <laughs> after doing this for 10 fucking years mm. i might put a uh what what is it a moratorium yeah is that the word mm-hmm. i think it is i might i'm gonna put a moratorium on outside shows on all outside unless you're shows? Um, yeah unless i'm getting paid mm-hmm. i'm good Okay. I don't want to be cold. Because all the laughs do, were and, so far. We're, how far away was Well, everyone? that's another thing. It ended up filling up. So I get up on stage mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to run my set for six people where I can't even hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just do some crowd. I'll have fun. And I'm up there and people are like, you know, whatever. And then there's a guy in a wheelchair in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what kind of fucking show is this? You put this wheelchair guy in the fucking back. Yeah. And he's laughing, you know, because he obviously it's I'm like joking about how fucked up the show is. And then everyone's just like, and I'm like, what are you what are you doing? This guy in the motherfucking wheelchair is laughing and you're not laughing. Who the fuck are you? This is like a too cool for school, too cool for school L.A. crowd. Okay. Yes. And I fucking hate that. I was like, why are you at this show? You thought you were going to see someone famous and what network? Shut your. Ugh. We're in an alley. We're in a fucking alley. Okay. You're wearing a dirt blanket. <laughs> Shut the hell up and laugh. And then I'm and then I do this joke about fucking like I've been trying out this joke about Caitlyn Jenner. By the way, Caitlyn Jenner jokes don't go over well in LA. No, because everybody loves Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. No, 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 no. I, not everyone loves Caitlyn Jenner. They love Everyone's the Kardashians. Afraid. They love the Kardashians and they're afraid to be uh, anything but sweet and nice to Caitlyn Jenner because. I don't know. She chopped her balls off, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
uh, I, it's, my it's this kind of like yeah. yeah and it's like and my my thing about caitlin jenner is that she's still a horrible person no matter if she's a woman or a man because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> i i did i do this bit about like you know white men have a bad brand image blah 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 blah, blah and caitlin jenner and people go ooh, and i'm like yeah i know she's not a white man anymore but you know it's kind of like an old dog new trick situation you know <laughs> like is she really different yeah, yeah. and then and in guess what in gay and trans rooms that shit kills because we understand she's not one of us yeah she's one of them yes she might be technically t trans mm-hmm. but not all queer people are good actually there's a lot of bad ones out there and she's one of the bad ones i mean so the fact that we at least la audiences are too cool for school and they can't understand how to divorce caitlin jenner from trans movement is psychotic to me it's such a like stupid behavior yeah i mean it's like why the gop like not the gop but well whatever the gop or like trolls call us all like liberal uh snowflakes that's exactly the reason you don't even have an educated response to what you're ooing about you're just doing it because you you don't want to look you you feel like you want to look good or cool Fuck you in this goddamn alley show. Never again. <laughs> Fuck an alley show. Fuck an alley show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> now, the lovely Sandra O. Another major honor for Sandra O. this weekend. Hello, Sandra O. Hello. Please welcome Sandra O. Sandra O. Asian. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, this is a little applause. Interesting. And now, being Asian means I am a master at deflecting praise. But I would like to share that it is actually my one year anniversary of becoming an American citizen. Oh, oh, okay. And I get a lot more applause there. Interesting. All right, we are back. Um, I'm immediately regretting this moratorium on outside shows. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna. <laughs> In my mind, the second you said it, I was like, oh, this bitch is gonna regret this. <laughs> I'm desperate for shows. Wait, wait, wait. How did your JFL audition go? Crushed. Of course. It was, by the way, there were three Asians. Hmm? Yeah. On the and I'm counting an Iranian girl as Asian because she said she was okay, and I'm gonna give it to her. Yeah, I've looked she this crushed. up before. I, it counts. It counts, Persian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She crushed this Filipino guy. Crushed, and then I crushed. What's the, who's the Filipino guy? Uh, his name is something Lopez, and I think they thought he was Latinx, so they put him right before me, mm. and I said, "This, these motherfuckers, you gonna put an Asian comic right?" before me and this guy crushed he crushed so hard i was afraid to go up wow yeah and i haven't had that in a long time yeah i can't believe that you were afraid i wasn't afraid but he crushed I was, enough that he, he you were that hard that i was like "Ooh, i better bring it yeah you know like really put me on my toes which i love yeah. any performer that's gonna put me on my toes mm-hmm. i'm here for it challenge me I, i'm I, i'm ready but I was afraid we were, he was going to tread on some very similar topics. Right, right, right. And this, you know, as you know, it's a tight five. Yeah. So 
you can't really like if he burns through some material and I'm next, I have literally no time to reset my jokes. Right. To go for a different set. So I was worried. But thankfully he didn't tread on too many things. He 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 has that he has a very like club um eviscerating energy, which I'm very attracted to. Yes. Yeah. In life and, and in uh, comedy. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it went well. Um I, I thought it did. Well, who My is agent girl? emailed me who is it? Yeah. I, I forget. Sarah something. Sarah. Um, okay. But my agent emailed me. He was like, oh, on the day of, I can't go crush or crush or whatever. And then he emails me going like, how do, how do you think you did? Mm-hmm. And I was like, crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and he emails me back, great. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. I don't, what, what is this? Wait, was it great with no punctuation or there's a period? I think it was great nothing and then nothing. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Anyway, um, when's yours? Is, is yours coming up? Yeah, mine's the 18th. So I'm like, I Yay, have crush like it. a string of just shows. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like I scrambled and called in favors and some people were unwilling of- to give me the favors and then some people <laughs> really stepped up and was surprising. And that's what I'm saying. You never know who your friends are until you give you them. never fucking yeah, know. Yeah, until that's you ask right. for a favor and then you realize who your enemies are and you forget who your friends are. Um. <laughs> well, speaking of enemies, um, I'm making a lot these days <laughs> and it's because of this coronavirus. So we're going to be talking about, there's a great article that came out on NPR um, that talks about xenophobia and the aggressiveness towards Asians. And I know uh, if you are listening to this and you are of Asian descent and you live in a like populated area, I'm sure you've seen this. And I'm sure because, some of you have experienced it. <laughs> yeah, some of you have definitely experienced it, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, I experienced this too. The other day I was at a queer award ceremony and this guy was making like racist ass comments. Like, it wasn't even race. Uh, did I talk about this already? This seems familiar, but he was like drunk and being like, <laughs> Andrew Yang over here after he dropped out. Like, what? Okay. Okay, yeah. stupid. Okay. Yeah. And then he was so, like, and it was my fault, to be honest. It was my fault because he looked rich <laughs> and douchey. So I kept screaming, look at this fucking douchebag. Look at. <laughs> Look at how he's obviously rich. Look at his fucking shoes. <laughs> you can't buy shoes like that if you're poor. You fucking rich douchebag. So I was like, I was goading him. It's never I your fault. S- you're ne- you're <laughs> never, never <laughs> But I was, I was making fun of his class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not oh, his oh, race, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was fair game. Apparently not. He started calling me Andrew Yang. He started saying like coronavirus stuff. And like it, it was just like lazy. And most of this shit is lazy because it's done by stupid people. But it'll show you how stupid your city is. And it's everywhere. So this article, the title of it is called, um, it, it is When Xenophobia Spreads Like a Virus. And it's by Natalie Escobar. You can hear it as well. It's a 25-minute listen on the NPR like playlist and stuff. She goes around um, asking a lot of Asians about their experiences with COVID-19, which is the now like technical term for coronavirus. Yes. And she said, we asked our listeners whether they've experienced some of this. And I'm just going to read some of these experiences out to you because it really rings true to me. Mm-hmm. So there was a Roger Chang in San Francisco quote saying like, um, 
told him like, hey, I'm not being racist. Uh, I just don't want to get sick. Yeah. Okay. That. <laughs> how is that not being racist? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't say that to a white person. Exactly. From Italy, <laughs> by the way. Exactly. The Italy thing. Anyways, yes. Yes. 100%. The Italy things drive me crazy because there's so many Italians fucking touring everywhere and spreading it more than any Asians. Yes. But of course you're coming for us. Of course you're coming for us, right? Allison Park in Brooklyn heard, get out of here, go back to China. First of all, her name, her last name is Park, so already <laughs> an ignorant thing. Yeah. I don't want your swine flu here, was what they followed up with. Okay. Different flu. Swine flu was years ago. Stay current. So already like, yeah. And a week later, the same Allison Park was in San Francisco. And another man yelled the same thing to her and said, go back to China and even threatened to shoot her. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Boston, a lady named Amy said uh, a man on the bus muttered about diseased Chinese people. A small Asian child in Costco was told to get away from the samples because they didn't want him touching the samples. Jane Hong from New York said that a fellow Korean American were, uh, and she were walking from lunch and, and heard a man say yuck in their direction. Now, this type of shit is happening everywhere. Yeah. And you know what? This, this type of shit is so, it's so enraging because this was under, it was under the surface the entire time. These people just needed one good reason to be mean to us, to be fucking stupid and hateful towards us. Mm-hmm. All right. And they don't even care if we're Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, whatever. They don't give a fuck. They just see they your hate, eyes. They just see our eyes and they're like shifty. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had this happen. I was at the at a co- coffee shop recently because I do most of my um, business. Uh, and I was just I was listening to for headphones as I usually do. And I cough because they're like dust in there or whatever. And the guy across from me looked up, like startled, and said, oh, whoa, you know you can't do that anymore. Jesus Christ. And then laughed because I like looked up and I didn't register what he had said. And he was like, you know, it's like people are really sensitive about cough, people coughing now. And looked straight at me. Yeah. And he looked to this white lady sitting next to him to like get affirmation from her and she mm. moved away from him as huh. if his racism would be catching huh. <laughs> <laughs> she like made direct eye contact with me as to say i am not with him <laughs> fucking crazy it was crazy i mean it, it's been i went to c2e2 which is the comic-con in chicago and i got asked about c about the coronavirus literally the moment i entered <laughs> who who asked you? What? What did they ask? I mean, multiple. Do you people. have it? No, no, just like, what are you gonna th- do about it? Or like, what are what should what blah blah blah? Like, are you nervous about it? Blah, blah like, and like, and the thing is, some two of the people were clearly asking, like, trying to be cool and find out if one I am Chinese, or if mm-hmm. I had recently traveled to Asia. And I'm like, dude, you are you as a C two E two participant are covered. And shit from China. Like you, <laughs> the entire little getup was made in fucking China. Like, what yeah, are you bitch. talking about? You are closer to having been to China than I am. You know, <laughs> like. Also, next time someone asks me if I've traveled to China, I'd be like, never been to China, but I just got back from Italy, and I'm feeling fucked up. <laughs> I mean, let me Italy cough thing. on you. And that's the thing. Let us cough on you real quick. 
that's the thing with this Italy thing and any sort of non-POC like otherness that people feel is that they can't look at your face. Like I cannot escape my face. I cannot pass. There is no blending in. And because this shit quote unquote started in China because of this stuff, like it, it automatically gets tied to a thing. And also there is this underlying threat about China that is pervades American society, period. Right? Like we Mm -hmm. fear quote unquote China, not only um, with regard to like economic stuff, but like, you know, uh, spying, all this shit. But the fact that all of a sudden we can pin this very specific thing and the way that people look and all of a sudden Mm. put it all together in this nice, tidy little racist bundle that justifies all the fears, justifies all the insecurities and justifies all the slights that white Americans feel. It's just a it's just a really wonderful way of, um, you know, ramping up a sort of like we said, it's so easy. It just took a little scratch and all of a sudden it rears his head, you know. And the thing is, it's important for us. And the thing is, all Asian people know this. We are always othered. The only thing that it creates is a situation where white people have to reckon with their own racism again. Because they have How many to. times do we have to fucking sit around and wait for these motherfuckers to reckon with their racism? <laughs> How many times? Is this not enough? Like, just go away. <laughs> just fucking be gone. And also, if by the way, if you're white and you're listening, I know we have white listeners. Talk to your people, please. Keep them You're alive. not talking to your Get people. You know what you do? You go home and you go, oh, this is too awkward. I can't talk. Tell your fucking people, hey, you're being wrong. You're being an idiot. Why are you like, if my mom, if my mom, trust me, acts like a fucking idiot <laughs> many times. You know how many times I have to sit around and be like, you're fucking being an idiot? It's hard. Yes. And is it not good for our relationship? Of course. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit around and be around idiots. What the fuck? You're a coward. Stop being scared of a, of an awkward moment. I mean, what's cra- this is <laughs> what's crazier is that you, Peter, have never been to Korea or China. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and and the thing is like the fact that we can all become and like this is um, we're talking in terms of the Asian American experience here in America. Some people here have been. Some Asian Americans have been here for almost five generations. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, there's no, this sort of xenophobia that specifically targets so many, um, especially uh, on the West Coast, like people that have been here for so many generations. It's like, to me, an actual, because there's, like you said, there's enough people that know better. You know better. There are, of course. There's way more people that know better than don't know better. Like you know, you know John Kim. You know, you know Tom Park. You yeah. know that he's never fucking been to Korea, and you also know that he doesn't even speak Korean that well, and his parents don't like it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, especially when he has to cover the fucking liquor store in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my city. <laughs> I always go for because these West Coast Asians be living in like crazy torrents. <laughs> torrents. <laughs> I just. <laughs> you know that like that's the thing like we they so many white people know better. They know better. We have we as a community have done a really like a very I, I we talk about all that in this podcast. We have done two things. We have simultaneously assimilated very deeply into American life. 
so much mm-hmm. so that some people like um, quote don't count us as uh, POC, whatever. But at the same time, we are always feeling othered. We have also continued to have our own communities and be have distinct identities. You know, like and that's what they're jealous about our culture. Yes. That's what they hate is that we we are completely assimilated, but we also have beautiful culture that you can't touch. It's Kim That's je- why. Yeah. Kim jealous, Kim jealousy, kimchi jealousy, kimchi jealousy. <laughs> That's it. You're jealous of our fucking kimchi, yeah. bitch, <laughs> or our fermentation methods. What you got, dill pickles? Fuck you. I mean, they're great, but not nothing. They're pretty good. <laughs> okay. Um, are you ready to move on to? What is, I think, universally the favorite part of the show? Favorite part? That's it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. (laughs) If you're too short, if you're too tall, if you're too fat, if you're too skinny, right? This is the thing that everyone experiences on their own body, right? There's just one thing there. If you have a terrible voice, then... You get to the level of if you are a different color, if you're a different race, if you, and then you get to if you're not attractive in a certain typical way. So if all these um, issues to confront and to try and manage as an actor, I knew from a very young age that if I wanted to be an actress in Korea, that I probably would not be successful. Hello, hey, we are back. It's time for Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Kia! All right, who do you got today? I have a Jennifer Ya Nelson. Mm. She... Wait, how do I know her? Okay, so she is a Korean-American director. <gasps> Ooh. The bitch did Kung Fu Panda! Uh, what? She did Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, that's how we know her! Yes, 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 yes. Yes, and <gasps> this is from her... Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda 3, the whole series, the whole fucking trifecta she did. No, no, just the the just the two and then three. Oh, really? Yes. Not the first one. She had, yeah, the, they didn't didn't give her the first one. Okay, they brought her they brought her in once the franchise was thriving. Yeah, she got she was a storyboard editor a director for the original and she won like a special oh, cool. kind of award for directing the opening of Kung Fu Panda and so they gave her uh, the opening her... of Kung Fu Panda is iconic that's why that's why they gave her <gasps> this like, that's what I'm saying this I'm, I wanted Ooh. to have her be my kick-ass Korean because the bitch did the work and was undeniable uh-huh. and this is one of those rare instances and I would I would argue that POC have always have to do this <laughs> like mm-hmm. the bitch not only has to be so extraordinary yeah, that undeniable. It's undeniable, and that's yeah. like that's that's just that's just not something everyone can do, and we shouldn't have to. Please don't ask me to do that. And so, <laughs> I, yeah, there's no way you're gonna get that from me. <laughs> but this is straight from her Wikipedia entry. I think this is a very funny sentence. Um, so she's the first woman, first woman period, to solely direct an animated feature film from a major Hollywood studio. Wow. What? Yes. What? Yes. Huh? And the shit was recent. That shit is recent. Okay, and she is also one of the few Asian American directors who is economically successful. (laughs) Oh my god, I hate that. That That really, that really gut punched me. (laughs) (laughs) Economically successful. I love that. That's definitely been fucking translated. 
um, she is well, she was actually born in Korea and uh, immigrated to the States when she was four. So, I mean, like she's like, you know, like this is the story, you know, of most of us now. She, she came a little earlier. She was uh, in the 70s. She came over. So I can only imagine how insane that was. And she went to uh, Long Beach, uh, uh, California State University, Long Beach. And she was an illustrator. And that's what she did. She was a storyboard artist, and that's all she did. She worked at DreamWorks. She was, like, the best and the height of her job that she could do there. And proved herself so deeply, so unequivocally was the best that she was brought on and started to direct. I mean, and this shit's not early in her career. She didn't catch a break. It's no. only because she grinded that she simply rose up through the ranks. It was undeniable. Bitch. And that to oh me. Oh, God. That's, that's so cool. It is cool because, I mean, from 98 to Kung Fu, that's, you know what I mean? That's 20 fucking years. That's almost 20. She years. also directed The Darkest Minds, which I did enjoy. I, I've never seen it. But I mean, like, this shit's, to me, that is, th this is the story. This is what it usually, this is what it should be. Mm -hmm. And it can, if you can imagine the caliber of content that would come out and emerge from a, an industry that rewarded this kind of stuff a lot more often. It would take my breath away, you know, and I don't think I think that so many more people would feel less baffled by not only their success, but their lack of success. You know what I mean? Like I have a friend of mine who does not make that much money and we were just talking about it. And she's like, I'm not surprised that I don't make that much money. I don't work that hard. You know? <laughs> I, was, I thought that was so great. Wow, that, that amount of self-awareness is very yes, refreshing. Yes, and that's the thing. It's like that's, that to me is like if the industry worked that way, mm. I think far more people would quit because it fucking made sense. Sure, You know, that, that's A, B, linear shit. Uh -huh. But because of this like insanity. But anyways, this bitch is my kick-ass Korean because she does the work, she shows up, and she's the best. She's the best. She's just simply the best, hon, and there's nothing to it. Yeah. Better than all the rest. I'm going to put it out right now. Jennifer Young Nelson, I want her to direct our first project. <gasps> yes. The first Ajuma project. Yes. We need an Ajuma to be directing, all right? I need a powerful female energy to be telling me what to do. I can't. I want to be, like, sternly told what to do. Sternly told. <laughs> And and told that I know what is expected of me, uh, and what right? and what and how I've disappointed her. Please, <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> All right, Jennifer Young Nelson, check her out on the. She's not on Twitter, I don't think, but. Um, keep up with her, IMDb, all that stuff. I'm sure she's going to be doing amazing, amazing stuff. Congratulations, uh, Jennifer Young Nelson. You are kick ass. Um, my kick ass Korean today is none other than Lucien Kim. Now, Lucien Kim, I feel like I love Lucien. He's, first of all, I know I always talk about how hot Korean men are. But he's this hot. guy's hot. He's hot. He's hot. Yeah. Okay. Let me talk, tell you about Lucien Kim. First of all, hottest name I've ever seen. <laughs> Lucien, L-U-C-I-A-N, Kim. Mm -hmm. He's a journalist. Yeah. Lucien is NPR's international correspondent based in Moscow. Moscow. He's Moscow. He speaks Russian. Possibly the toughest station yeah. to have. He has been reporting on Europe and former Soviet Union for the past two decades. Mm -hmm. He was born and raised in Illinois, Charleston, and he earned a bachelor's degree uh, at Clark University, studied journalism at UC Berkeley, and then graduated with a master's degree in nationalism studies, which is going to become very important. It already is. 
from the Central European University in Budapest. So he's been in Europe, really inundated into the the goings-ons of Eastern Europe, being in Budapest. Yes. And before joining NPR uh, in 2016, Lucien was based in Berlin, where his uh, where he was a regular contributor to Slate, Reuters. Um, he he was breaking news about Crimea, Crimea when re- Russian troops were arriving. I mean, that whole thing start, kickstarted the whole thing. If we really trace it back, that Crimea annexation is really what brought Putin back into this global thing. Yes. Because before that, it was like, okay, he's a fool. He's riding around horses. He's an oligarch, blah, 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 blah. But that annexation of Crimea was when we were like, okay, bitch, this is a global issue. If you can stomp on Ukraine like this, then who's who's to say you're not going to stomp on, I don't know, Budapest? <laughs> I mean, that was his move. That was Putin's like big move to stay in power, to like create a huge like, I mean, and it was masterful, actually. I mean, that shit's still going on. (laughs) Still. I mean, I remember that was like towards the end of Obama's term. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like a big stain for Obama. Like, what are we doing here? And then it carried over into Trump's first term and and all the fucking impeachment stuff. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I've been taking some time off after the impeachment because like my soul needed a rest. And then this whole like uh, primary thing, like uh, how much more can a bitch take? Please. Don't, don't, and also don't tell me world. Don't tell me how much a bitch can take. Don't don't let me know. I don't want to know. I'm just, it's a rhetorical question. Don't put me to the stress test. This is a rhetorical question. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yes. I mean, you know, Um, by the way, is still doing shit. Like he's trying to right now, just as a quick aside, look it up. He is trying to create a new position for himself so he can stay in power. Of course he is. All right. Well, like Xi Jinping, president for life. Yeah. Just do. I mean, <sighs> whatever. Anyway. He's hot, so, though. He is hot. <laughs> Putin? <laughs> no, Lucian. Because, like, my Lucian. husband and I have looked him up a lot because he's. Oh, his, you have? Because his Russian is very good. Very good. And, um,. And his reporting is very savvy and like very incisive. It's like he's, it he's is. yeah, because it's also not like colored by sort of like a liberal American agenda. Like like the, his morals and his perspective and his moral like balance is very much some of someone who has lived there a long time. And, Absolutely. And so gives proper weight to how shit is panning out. Like he's yeah, outraged and the filter appropriate- is like an international filter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not an American filter, which I love. Yes. And uh, he has this great article he recently wrote um, on NPR. You should look it up. No longer a friend. Ukrainians are losing faith in the U.S. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and then it's a picture of Zelensky uh, next to a shit-eating looking Pompeo. I mean, we are an embar- We are a global embarrassment, this country. But Lucian Kim, a patriot, he's doing the work. Follow him on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever, and uh, support his work. Uh, you know, like he's he's just like one of the coolest. He he's so smart, and he's giving us like really like from the front lines what the fuck is happening with Putin. Yeah. So if you're when interested I, when in like I, that sort of that theater of international politics, he's a great journalist to follow. Great journalist. Um, and we don't have a lot of good journalists anymore. So he's a great one to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we're definitely trying to figure out like what like his story is like if he because like Lucian like it's like is he half Russian? You know what I mean? But we TBD. TBD. Yeah. I, I know I know nothing about his personal life, which is the way I like my journalists. <laughs> 
I don't want to know anything about you except for how you construct your fucking sentences. Uh, okay. Wow, that's beautiful, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that that's our that's my kick-ass Korean for this week. Go look him up. Uh, we got some. I got some plugs. Go. Um, some show plugs Go. tomorrow or today when this comes out Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a really cool show called Motherland. It's produced by CJ Toledano. He's a Filipino from uh, Chicago. He's married to Megan Gailey, one of our faves from Chicago. It's a really fun show. It's at Cucina Filipina in the east side of LA. It's like a hot show. That's a hot show. Hot. Hot, hot, hot. And the food is so good. Wait, by the way, how did your Wang Mandu go over? It's tonight. Oh, is it tonight? Good Citizen Comedy is Wednesday night. Yeah. So, you know. I wish you well with your all your wands. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I know. I hope people come on. Um, and then Friday will be Faded Comedy. I'm going to be at Faded. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be at the Lyric Hyperion opening for Tim Murray. Uh, the show's called Wait, Let's Have Fun. All of that will be on my socials. It's on my website. Go look it up. Please come out. It's fun. That's it. Um, I am tonight when the straps will be doing um, our, my monthly showcase at Uncharted Books in Chicago in an Andersonville neighborhood called Congrats on Your Success. After that, I'll be um, on Friday. We'll be doing a very special Shabbat dinner at Milt's. Um, it's a kosher BBQ place in Chicago. If you want, I will be posting it on my Insta to give you tickets if you're interested. And then um, on Saturday, I'm doing... Um, an event called Roots at the uh, Cards Against Humanity Theater at uh, 7.30. It's, um, the theme of this show is immigration. And I'll be headlining and be doing some time. And after that, if you can't make the 7.30 show, I'll be doing a show at 9 in the Avondale neighborhood called End of the Line. Um, it's at 4744 North Kimball. So come check me out this weekend, please. Hell yeah. Also, I'm going to be in Chicago uh, very, very soon for one night, and then I'm going up to Grand Rapids. But um, yeah, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see you. (laughs) I know. You're in town, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please come out to DC shows and uh, leave us reviews. We really need them. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.